All right, everybody. So make that three games in a row now where the Avalanche are really starting to look like the team that we have come to know and love. They win this one four to one over Calgary in Calgary for a team that's above them in the standings as far as the playoffs go. Another well-played game by the Avs. It wasn't without some issues maybe in the third, but overall, it's another game where you feel good about how the Avalanche are playing right now after that really bad stretch. So a lot to get to with this one. Another episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live uh yeah a lot to get to in today's episode we'll be talking about the avalanche four to one victory over the calgary flames uh we have a sound check to get to all that and a nazim kadri 10 minute misconduct which we both seem to have missed that kyle's kyle's covering his ears <laughs> over his headphones so you want to hear it more is that what you're doing you're pressing it that's uh, that's how it works right yeah, uh, I, I didn't notice that. I was just going over like the stats and stuff, um, and there it was. A Nazem Kadri ten minute misconduct right at the end. It was it happened right. It was the same exact time as the Miko Rantanen goal, which he was awarded uh, on the empty netter that Nikita Zadorov impeded him, and because it's an empty net, they gave him the goal. And so, and I put it up on Twitter like, did I miss something here? And somebody posted, and it probably adds up <laughs> knowing Nazem Kadri. That play towards the end where he he was kind of pushed to the ice by uh, Miko Rantanen, and Rantanen immediately threw his hands up in the air like, "Are you're going to call that?" Like I feel like Rantanen thought he was only giving him a little bit of a nudge, um, but it wasn't until after the Rantanen goal where Kadri probably said a couple not so nice things to the ref, and he got a ten minute misconduct. So he probably got a misconduct for looking too good in that reverse retro Calgary Flames jersey. He does not look good in any other jersey. Very correct. (laughs) Um, All right, man. So, yeah, the Avs, uh, it's three in a row. And and now this is – if people wanted to say, like, well, you know, they got to win against Ottawa and then they got to win against Detroit, who's reeling a little bit, uh, your real test or or a test, not a real test, uh, a test is going to be going into Calgary. Well, that box is checked, at least for now. And they they played overall a a good game. It wasn't, uh, I I guess it wasn't all, they weren't in in command for the duration of the game because Calgary really turned it on in the third Mm -hmm. and you knew that they would, they had to. They they were down three to nothing. They had to, they had no other choice. But I think the Avalanche, you saw the Avs really playing sound defense here. And couple that with really good goaltending by Georgiev. And I'm not going to say it's like a complete game, but it's pretty close to it because you got scoring, you got defense, and you got goaltending. And you got a power play goal as well. It, when you said we got three in a row, all I could 
we're going streaking. Um, yes. Right to the yeah, it, What this was, was it's a reverse of how they were playing last week and the week before. Um, you know how it was just a slow first period and then you just try and scrape it together and try and make a case at the end? It was the reverse. They came out strong. And this is what we were talking about yesterday's episode. This was the key to beating Calgary was coming out strong, keeping the momentum going, and hold it throughout the game. They did for 50 of the 60 minutes of this game. That It, it really started getting really tight in that third period. And I think it was adrenaline, momentum, blending with the knowledge on defense that Kale McCarr is not coming out here. We have to be on our game. He's not going to bail us out. I think that was a yeah. beautiful concoction that led to that first period and maintaining throughout the game. Um, yeah, you mentioned the Kale McCarr thing. He kind of a, a late scratch, I guess. Um, Let the boy rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like he's, he's day-to-day. It doesn't sound like any, it's anything serious, but uh, Jared Bednar was, was kind of funny. Like when they asked him, is it someone, I don't know who it was, and I remember who posted, a couple people posted this. That they asked him, is it an upper body or a lower body? And his response was somewhere in there. <laughs> so he's, he's tired of it. Yeah, I mean, that's the old, uh, you get nothing when it comes to injuries in the NHL. It's just, you're, you're not going to get, you'll get upper body, lower body. Same and when body they throw injury. both of them out there, you you can just take your pick. Just It's almost like, you know, just have a skeleton and throw a dart at it. And we'll say, yep, yeah, that's what it is. That's it right there. Um, for, you know, the like the abs, yeah, the, the, the third was, I think, challenging. And they were up to the task. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, you knew the Flames were going to throw everything at them. And yeah, like you said, like a, a week ago, I think we've been watching that game with like a lot of concern. But I felt like their defense was was holding up and giving not that I mean Calgary was getting shots on net, but they were difficult shots. Yeah. I thought the Az were getting in shooting lanes. They were they were making it difficult for them. They were not getting like you know, the Florida Panther game where where those goals for Florida came at point blank range they were forcing calgary to take shots kind of like from outside the dots that they just they just made life difficult for them in that aspect and georgiev was great yeah he was great and and you liked seeing that because you got those two good starts from Francois. so now he's back and if you got those two guys rolling and you got the defense playing better um that's that's what you, that's avalanche hockey. And then you can, now you can score some goals. Now you've got at least four goals in your last three games. Like that, that's it's, you just feel like the it's, it's starting to turn and it's more like what we're accustomed to in watching this team play. You didn't have the mindset of, of like, you know, it, cause there were times where Calgary was, was, I want to say buzzing a little bit, but they were struggling to get those good shots. And you didn't have that feeling of like, while they're just cycling the puck around, like, okay, here here comes a goal. A goal is coming for them. Yeah. You kind of had the feeling of like, Avs are sticking with them. Yeah, they they struggled to clear the puck, you know, every once in a while, but they'd get right back on defense, get into uh, their positions, and and get a good stop. And I think what they came out with in that first period. And they kind of carried it over a little bit in the second period, was utilizing 
the turnover. They, there were some really premium uh, takeaways from like Nathan McKinnon. I know LOC mm-hmm. taking the puck away and not just gaining the possession, going the entire length of the ice with it and really building that pressure and making Calgary get cerebral with their mm-hmm. approach. And if you, if I told you right now, which this is fact, the abs were outshot in this game. It didn't yeah. feel like it. It didn't feel like, especially with that first period, it felt like the avalanche could do nothing wrong. And it felt like the second period they were maintaining the third, you could kind of see where that stat is justified. But if you make Calgary, you don't give them any easy shots and you, when they try and make something happen and you're taking it away, they really start playing the game in their head and it makes it easier on you. Mm-hmm. I love the approach wire to wire and your yeah. gift was perfect except for on the penalty kill. So five on five, he's perfect. That's what you want. Yeah. I thought, and I put this up on Twitter, like this was like the first time in a while where it looked like the speed of the avalanche was getting to their opponent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they just, you know, when you watch an avalanche game, you're just blown away by just up and down the ice nonstop rolling lines. And, and this is the first time in, a handful of games where it genuinely felt like Calgary was struggling with the pace mm-hmm. and the Avs set that pace. And, and the sec, yeah, the, the three goals that they got in the first great. The second was just a track meet. It was wide open and the Avs had some chances. I thought they got a little bit too cute again when they're up three to nothing um, with, with, you know, they had a couple breakaways. Mm-hmm. Calgary makes it difficult to have, have you know, solid breakaways because they're really good at getting back. Even when you have a two-on-one, they're really good at, at yeah. back-checking. Um, and I thought, you know, there was one where Erod got a little bit too cute. Just throw the puck on that. Like, you, you just need to keep peppering it. And, and I got to give Marsham credit, too, because yeah. I thought he was going to get yanked. You yeah. give up three goals in the first relatively quickly. Um you know, but he he kept them in there. He kept them in, and you know, Cal, that's why Calgary is is an improving team. Like they got it off to a rough start, um, but you know, they're, they're holding a, a playoff spot right now. And you gotta feel good if the Avs. Yeah, I thought I thought the speed was uh, something that that got to them a little bit. Right. And you and EJ even mentioned um, in an interview tonight that he the team is feeling good. And they're feeling confident and they're buzzing. So if Mm -hmm. the team's feeling that way, you see a little bit of the too cute stuff, but it feels earned. Mm -hmm. Like from where earlier, a couple weeks ago, the too cute was them trying to get something going and create flash that way. The too cute now is because they're feeling good and they're like, let me see what I can do. Yeah. I mean, every every once in a while, I think that's that's just in uh, hockey players nature today, the way the game is played today. Um, you're going to try to be a little bit flashy every once in a while. But overall, I think the Avalanche are, 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 have kind of gotten rid of that. Um, let's try to make everything highlight reel. Yeah. Let's just throw pucks on net. Let's beat guys with our speed. Let's have good positioning on defense. Let's get back to basics. And did, were we not talking about that when it was it was not going well? And it seems like seems like they have, at least for these three games. And look at the results. The results. So, uh, more to talk about with this game. We'll get into the stats, individual players, an interesting stat for the players that did score. 
um, for this game. And then, of course, a sound check to get to. But first, we have betonline.net. It is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from the NFL playoffs to NCAA basketball, which is in full swing, the NBA, and, of course, the NHL. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, who doesn't? You can even find those over at BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline.net, and it's where the game starts. All right, so uh, we'll get into kind of some stats here of the game. And um, like Kyle said, the Calgary did eventually outshoot the Avalanche. A lot of that is because the third period shots on goal uh, was in favor of Calgary 13 to 4. Avs only had four shots on goal in that third, where they had 14 in the first and 12 in the second. So, yeah, I mean, that, we've seen that lately with the Avalanche where they're the team down in the third and they need mm-hmm. to kick it up a notch. So that's kind of what happens for the team that's down. So um, Calgary outshot them 35 to 30. There's that pesky faceoff percentage. It, it's not 45 to 55 this time. It's 44 to 56. <laughs> so we got worse by one percentage. But we're still in that range. I'm just baffled. Uh, I'm never yeah. going to. It's. I'm just in my mind. It's one of those things we'll never be good at and just get over it. Just amazing how it's always that 45, yeah. 55. It, every <laughs> it can't be play. any closer. It's crazy. Uh, for your power plays, uh, Avalanche won for three. I believe that's three games in a row now where they've scored at least one power play goal. While the Flames were one for two. And um, the Flames have a good penalty kill. We talked about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. You're going to prepping for this game, previewing this game. Um, they do. They have a, a pretty good penalty kill. No, they have a good power play. Their penalty kill is a little bit to be desired. So, um, you know, one for two for them on the power play. You see those 16 minutes. It's really six. That Kadri one happened with less than a minute. The Kadri one happened, like I said, right after the Miko Rantanen awarded goal. So it was less than a minute left with that. Um not too much of a physical game. 12 hits for the Avs to 19 for Calgary. Um, I don't know. I, I thought this was like kind of like a, an evenly matched game, and that no, no team was taking like cheap shots. I felt, I, you know, it felt know. even yeah. though there was a lot of like tension between like, I mean, there's rivalries and yeah. old bad blood and playoffs. Like it was a very respectful game. Yeah. All things yeah. considered, like it felt very respectful. And for the Avalanche, um, the interesting stat, you have Nathan McKinnon with two assists, JT Comfer with two assists, Arturi Lekkinen two goals, which both came in the first period, Miko Rantanen two goals and one assist, and Devon Taves with two assists. So every Avalanche player that got on the stat sheet had at least two points. There's no one-point player for the Avs. Um, and then Miko Rantanen is the only one who had above two points with the uh, three. So that's pretty impressive. Good night. <laughs> you know, you had those those last two games, you had 
12 guys who scored, I think, in the Ottawa game. And then I think you had like nine in um, the game against Detroit. Mm-hmm. And in this, you had, you know, you had way less than that. You only had uh, one, two, three, four, five. You only had five guys that sco- scored, but they all had at least two points. Yep. So, and, 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 you know, listen to those names that I said McKinnon, Comfer, who's having, you know, a, a much improved year stats wise, mm-hmm. Lekkinen, Rantanen, Taves. Those are your stars. And Nachushkin was out there. <laughs> He was, and we were a little bit concerned. He played 22 minutes. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just, you know, his first game back. He's taking and, the dude approach with uh, his yeah. practice. He just uh, and, abides. And you just give him those off days in between to not, you know, to, to let it heal more, just not put too much pressure on it, I guess. I, I don't, we'll see tomorrow or we'll see, or today. <laughs> no, we'll don't see. say that. It'll be day to day again. And we'll just keep know. cycling them out. Yeah. Um, but having said that, having said, like, you know, the guys that score are your scorers for this year, minus and Chuskin and uh, Erod didn't get on it. Rodriguez still had six shots on goal. And Chuskin had five shots on goal. So the guys, those guys were creating, right? Yeah. And I thought, like, the depth for the Avalanche looked better. I thought I, I'm shocked at this right here that Ben Myers only played four minutes and 46 seconds because think, yeah. he was pretty noticeable to me yeah. when he was out there. So that's not a lot of ice time for him. You know, he's not going to get Kale McCarr ice time as it is, but he's usually higher than that. I thought he had some really good-looking shifts. I really did. I thought he was in a good position. There was a couple times if – there was a, uh, another avalanche player on a few different uh, occasions that tried to get the puck to him where he was crashing towards the net and it was just a good stick by the defender for Calgary. He put himself in good positions and I, I saw that and I'm like, four minutes. That was entertaining four minutes yeah. for Ben Myers. It's, it's funny that you were thinking about that for Ben Myers. I was thinking of that for Bleed. He also had that same amount of time and he felt like he was everywhere yeah. all game long. Yeah, it's true. It was, uh, and I know Ben Myers, even though he played four minutes, I know he logged, uh, he had that turnover. Like he was, it was productive four minutes, even though yeah. he's a, he was part time tonight. So. It was an effective part time shift. Yep. Um, you had with Kale McCarr out um, for the second straight game, you went to 11 forwards and seven defensemen. Um, so your your top pairing was Taves and Eric Johnson. So Johnson played 22 minutes. And I thought, you know, he, he he's a different, obviously a different type of player mm-hmm. than Kale McCarr is. So he's not going to be quarter, he's not, he's not fully taking the place of Kale McCarr. He's not going to be quarterbacking the power play or anything like that. Taves slotted into that spot. But when it was five on five, I, I you know, I feel like while Eric Johnson is not asked to do as much as he once was in a situation like this, you can go to him and tell him like, like we need you to be the veteran that you are and we're going to need some more ice time from you. And I feel like he just played a set. Like he wasn't jumping off the screen. He was just, I thought, I thought Eric Johnson played one of his better games of the season and he did like, 
next to nothing, which is a good thing. He, he, he didn't he didn't overcommit. He was good position-wise. He had a couple chances offensively, and that's gonna happen when you're on a top pairing and a top lines out there. Um, and I thought he he needed to fill some big shoes, and I thought he did it admirably. And this was his 900th game. Yes, it was. Yeah. So it's you see some of that veteran just experience and know-how with how he handled being on that that top pairing. He just kind of sunk into the essentials, the basics. He didn't mm-hmm. try and be, he didn't try and do too much. He did exactly what he did for 899 games before. Yep. Absolutely. And yeah, his 900th game, and, and we can't discount Miko Ranton, and his first goal was his 30th of yeah. the season. And he is the fastest in franchise history to get to 30 goals in a season. He beat Joe Sackett by one game. So, um, you know, just a, a, and this is his third consecutive 30 goal season and we're at the halfway mark. So, um, yeah, Nico just continues to McKinnon who <laughs> easy, easy. I, are, do we, do we need to make a, a, a trade McKinnon yep. sign and just trade bring McKinnon. that to the game? Trade him. Come on, people be, be better than that. If you know what we're talking about, you know what we're talking about. Um, this is a 30 minute show. Don't get me started. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's hear from built bar and then uh, a little bit more things to wrap up here, including our sound check. And uh, because this is uh, a, a trip up North, Kyle's going to have a theme going for his uh, sound checks. This is day one of the Kyle theme. Uh, but first, Built Bar, you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all of the fat and calories, then you have got to try Built Bar. Which one is that a raspberry one you have? It is. I had had two. I used one the other night and I Mm -hmm. ate it while we were done. (laughs) Both both raspberry or are they different? different? Yeah. And I've said it before like raspberry flavor to me sometimes is hit or miss, especially raspberry chocolate raspberry. Built Bar nailed it with that chocolate. It's, It's honestly one of my favorite ones. I put it in my coffee and like during the like holidays, I would just let it melt. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So, and like we're talking about the holidays, we just got through them and a lot of people will come up with their new year's resolutions to eat a little bit healthier, include built bar in that plan. It's healthy for you. It actually mm-hmm. tastes good and it's covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. 100% real chocolate and they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like a churro puff the peanut butter brownie the coconut almond they have a mint brownie one which is fantastic uh you can go to built.com and they're constantly coming out with new and limited edition flavors so go check them out and if you don't want to go to built.com and buy them you can now buy them in store at places like sam's club and walmart as soon as you walk in the door, they're right there. Yep. So no longer do you have to order them online. What are you going to say? Oh, I, no, you must do it. Yeah, you have to. We're, we're not just suggesting. You must. You must. You have to. So It'll change your life. I used it, to have yeah. blonde hair before I built bar. <laughs> like we said, they're good for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein so go to built.com or head to your nearest walmart or sam's club to pick up the delicious built bar make it part of your new year's resolution and your new year's healthy eating routine 
All right, sir. Um, where else we got for for this game? Yeah, we we, we talked about Georgiev, and I, I think we we really should um, kind of bring it back around to him because this could have gone south. You know, it, I, I go back to that when the Avalanche were not playing well, and and he he slammed the stick down on the crossbar. Yeah. Like that that to me was like one of the low points maybe the lowest of the low is the loss to chicago but an individual low point when you could really tell it was getting to the abs was that moment mm-hmm. and you know he needed to have a good game you knew that he was going to play it we didn't know if if they were going to keep riding with frankie um but you knew at some point georgia was going to get a start relatively soon because they have a back-to-back coming this this weekend right so he gets the start today and like I said earlier, to have both of these guys feeling really good, you're back to that spot where it's like, I know it's only one game for Georgiev that he, you know that he's played, but he played really, really well against a really, really good team. So you are back to feeling good from top to bottom with everything that this team is doing right now over the course of these last three games, goaltending included. I think this was mutually beneficial for both your gift and the Avs. The Avs needed this kind of performance out of him, and he needed one of these performances to be confident in these back-to-back situations with the schedule going forward. He needed to get his groove back, and he absolutely did. Um, this could have been one of those that he – oh, I was sitting there. The more the game went on, I was like, I, I want that shutout, and then I want Frankie – and Yorgi both to have one while we're putting everything together and then yeah. have this conversation forever. Like yeah. really yeah. split the fan base. Like who's your one, one, a goalie. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, you can't ask for more out of a goalie and now we have two. So this is what you need. Yeah. They're both feeling good. You know, Yorgi has got to feel good. Obviously Frankie's feeling really good. Um, and like, is it like you're starting to score, which I, I, that was even going through the, the rough patch, like, you always knew that, okay, like this team is too talented to continue to struggle to score. You knew that would come around, um, but you needed the other things to, to fall in line. And they're just all falling in line at the right, at the, at the same time. Yep. They're finally scoring goals. They're getting great goaltending and they're playing better defense. Now they're still allowing shots on, you don't want to allow 35 shots on goal. You don't want to do that. But like we said, like the, the shots that they were giving up to Calgary, they were difficult. Um, I kind of want to check Money Puck really quick to see how many high danger shots they had. And uh, you, you also have to take into account while you're looking on uh, what those high danger shots mm-hmm. are. This is with the absence of Kale McCarr. So it's an adjustment. The defense had to adjust. Yep. You know those numbers would look a little different with Kale McCarr in there. Two. Two high danger shots. I'll live with that every <laughs> single game. <laughs> You know what I mean? So uh, that's what you want to see. Oh, I want to look up in comparison. I always want to, you know, give oh, yeah. the abs their due if they have a lot on the. And other. that's and that's two high danger shots, even with that onslaught that they were concocting in the third period. That's still yeah. really good, and that also speaks to where the forwards are and covering for defense and actually getting back and playing defense. Like you saw mm-hmm. McKinnon in his back check. I almost wanted like that to be framed. Nathan mm. McKinnon in a stellar back check. When was the last time I got to see this? Yeah. So yeah, that was. It's good to see everybody contributing to the defense. Sure is. Um, 
for the Avs, they only had they had two high danger shots of their own, um, but both of those went in. Hmm. Um, which one went in for Calgary? Calgary's one goal was on a low danger shot, which you don't want to let those in either. But uh, oops, sorry. So yeah, uh, overall, good stuff. I. I, I I, if this game was played a week ago and the Avs were up, yeah, it, it would have went a different way. I'm not saying the Avs would have lost it, but they it maybe would have been pushed to overtime because they were just giving up shots and, and goals that they typically didn't. And, and this they is, were shutting that down, so you got to feel good. And this is that type of game, like if this happened before the 7 nothing in the, the Detroit game, like if this is what we were talking about, like if the Avalanche started winning this way, this mm-hmm. slow build, it would have still had so many questions. And I, you don't want this to be where things are trending. I'm. It, it really puts some stakes on the Vancouver game. Like you pass this big test. Yes, it's Calgary, but that makes me focus even more on this Vancouver game because what are, what do the Avs do best is play down. <laughs> we we been talking well, about yeah. Chicago a couple times, like okay, we had a little bit of a a lull because of that third period. Now what does Vancouver's first period look like, and can we continue this throughout and on a back-to-back? Like, I'm really looking forward to the weekend. Well, the Avs have put themselves in a position or a situation because they had that bad stretch where, yeah, you've played well for three games, but we're not that far removed from it. So even though you're going into Vancouver – on a nice three-game winning streak, playing three good games, you're, you're like, okay, well, the last time you played Vancouver wasn't good. Yeah. So you have to play better that time. You know, like, so they put themselves in a position where it's weird. Like, you're, you're we happy trust with how no they're one. playing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're happy with how they're playing, but you're you're still in prove-it mode. Yeah. You, like, you just said, like, okay, you can't have these ga- three games that you just played and then go into Vancouver and play down to that level. You can't do that. And until the Avs prove consistency um, and you're not getting that, like you've gotten it for three games, but now you need to keep doing, and that's just the position that they put themselves in. And and yep. from the fan base to themselves, they're getting, they have to keep doing this. And if you, you know, if you lose, but you play well, I can live with that, but they didn't play well again. They played horrible against Vancouver last time, just like they played horrible against Chicago. You can't have those games. So while yep. a three game winning streak is good, you you got to go into Vancouver and and do exactly what you did to like Ottawa to Vancouver, and, and that'll Vancouver, then that'll close even a little bit more mouths as we go along. You know what I mean? And Vancouver is that type of team that if you play well, you're not going to lose. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right. Last thing to get to here is our Locked On Avalanche sound check. Kyle and I pick one song each where we uh, that that we feel best summarizes. The most recent game, these songs go up on a playlist over on Spotify. Just search for LOA Soundcheck. This is volume number two. So what do you got for this one, sir? You mentioned a theme. Yes. This is the first of my Canadian theme. We're on a Canadian road trip. Look, I'm living in Pennsylvania. I was born and raised in Alabama, but my soul, it belongs in Canada. (laughs) <laughs> with my people um, right that's why this song 
from one of my favorite Canadian bands, mm-hmm. Bare Naked Ladies, mm-hmm. one week. Because one week ago, this, <laughs> this streak would have been laughable. Like we were we were struggling to find any kind of positive narrative coming out of the Chicago game. Mm-hmm. One week later, this is Avalanche hockey, baby. Let's let's get our the yeah. burgundy and blue on. Let's go. Let yeah, like we have something to cheer about. We're right there, not too far out of the playoffs. Like we are like two points behind Calgary right now. Like we got this. Like we're back in it, baby. Let's go. It's it's amazing what can happen in a week, right? Um yeah, you're you're three, two point. You're right, two points behind Calgary, and with uh, games in hand too. San Jose just beat Dallas five three. That's a bad loss. So that's a really bad loss. We talked about that ladder that's up there. We're not that far away. Is that in regulation too? It, yeah, I think so. Uh, let me see here. Um, yep. Yes, it is. San Jose. Took two in the third period. Yes, it is. Wow. Great. All right. <clears throat> that helps. All that stuff helps. Uh, for me, uh, I get kind of a little play on your opponent. What what happens when you when you extinguish a flame? What are you left with? Smoke and ash. Ash. And the Pokemon why, theme song. That's uh, well, I went with <laughs> with Rage Against the Machines, Ashes in the Fall. Uh, yeah. from one of my favorite albums ever, The Battle of, of Los Angeles. Oh, um, I went dating myself here, sir. I got that album at a midnight madness sale. Now, that's what for I'm all you about. youngsters out there who don't know what that is, uh, that's back in the day, albums came out on Tuesdays, not on Fridays like they do now. We were the only country, all the other countries' albums came out on Fridays. We were the only one that came yep. out on Tuesday. Yep. Um, and I, I there was a cd store around here called media play and they had midnight sales and you would go there they'd open up at like 11 11 30 so you'd go there you'd carry the cd around for 45 minutes but you could not check out yep. until midnight it was illegal for them to check out the cd so that album i got at a midnight madness sale and I listened to it on the way home. And I think I skipped school the next day because my ride home was like a 15 minute ride. And, uh, that album was, it blew me away. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to go to school right now. I just want to listen to this album all day. That's such a good album. Yeah. That's crazy. You bring up that album. Mm -hmm. I like two weeks ago, I almost bought like a 3d, um, picture of that album cover like the album it's, cover it's yeah. iconic oh it's and so good i saw it was like three-dimensional it was like made out of wood almost bought it like really? to treat myself but i did not wow that's awesome yeah so go check those out over on uh spotify it'll be up on there as soon as we end this recording uh i'll put them up there now so uh, but that's going to be it for today, everybody. We will be back likely tomorrow with our uh, final show of the week. Anything else going on in Avalanche land, we will be talking about it right here. So until then, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Comment away over on YouTube. Um, and we're always engaged with you guys over there. So Or follow us on the other socials as well. For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys later. Go, Abs, go! Go!